Hey, how are you? It's Mary Bicknell. Welcome to Lead a Life Uncommon, where every Monday you're going to get a little biz bite to start your week off right. And then every Wednesday, we're going to deep dive into all things personal growth, where my goal is to help you have an aha every single week. You know, this podcast is for you, for the woman who's the go-getter, who knows there's more inside. And you know what? You're ready to smash through that self-imposed glass ceiling so you can finally see what you're made of. Ready? Let's go. Hey, oh my goodness. I've been thinking so much about you. I want to thank you so much for all of the amazing comments that you've been leaving on the podcast. I appreciate that. And I appreciate you reaching out to me and giving me feedback. It's so touching. Today, I want to talk about boundaries. This is part two of a three-part series all on boundaries. The first one was episode 29 on professional boundaries. Oh my gosh. I gave you some examples of, you know, over-delivering with clients. What do you do with the boss? What do you do with an employer who's an asshole? Like all the things. Here's the thing. Today is about relationships. So it's professional, relationship, professional, relational, and personal. So today's topic is all about your relationships. And I want you to think about, you know, are these the relationships that are your friends, your family? There is, of course, overlap. Here's why I'm doing this in a three-part series, because you need to hear it in different ways. So when we're talking about a boss and poor boundaries over delivering at work or not speaking up, those things play out the same thing in your relationships, maybe with your mom or your girlfriend. And then when we go, when we listen to the episode on your personal boundaries, this is going to show up with you personally, you personally, this is about, will be about you specifically and the relationship you have and the boundaries you have with yourself. So why is this important to hear it? Like a lot of different ways, right? It's kind of like you're turning, this is how I think about working with clients. And this is how I think about you. You have this amazing life. It's like a beautiful diamond. And I turn that diamond and show you different facets of it. It's the same diamond, but sometimes you need to see a different angle. So that's one thing. The other thing too is, you know, humans, we need repetition. We need repetition. We need examples. We need stories. We need to connect with the emotion. And then we get that knowing. My goal for you is to help you know that you know that you know what healthy boundaries looks like for your personal life, your professional life, and your relationships, which we're going to talk about today. Now, here's the good news. Here's the exciting news. Oh my gosh. Ready? Transformations can happen in a moment, the very moment that you decide. So you can transform your relationships. I know that sometimes you get bogged down in these relationships that maybe you've had for years and years and years. And you think, oh my God, how am I ever going to change that? How am I ever going to change him? Have you ever heard that? I just wish he would change. My friend, I want you to change. You can change. And you can think about uh, you can change how you think about those relationships that you're in right now. You can also rethink how you perceive conflict because frequently people don't change the relationship, the boundaries in a relationship because they perceive the change as conflictual. So I want to challenge you today to think of these examples as growth. If you're thinking, oh my God, if I speak up, that's going to create conflict as opposed to when I speak up, I'm growing 
and becoming healthier in my relationships. And isn't that ultimately what we want? We want to have healthy boundaries in all areas. And this is what I'm exciting to talk to you about. Now, look, I want to be candid. I have had the worst boundaries in life. And it has taken a lot of personal development, a lot of personal growth, a lot of personal work to establish healthy boundaries. And I can promise you that sometimes I still fall down and I falter. Oh, I think about, and I'll, I'll share some examples as we go through um, some of the bullet points here for you. I'm just, you know, even, even though I mapped this conversation with you out today, boy, stuff comes up right? I was very like, I've got my notes in front of me and all the things and my research. And here's the truth. It's triggered me a little bit because some of those non-healthy, those loose boundaries cost me dearly were painful. So painful. So here's to you learning from some of my mistakes so that you don't have to drink from the people pleasing well. You know, when we drink from that people-pleasing well, it's poison, people-pleasing poison. And we do that because we feel unworthy and we feel like that's as best as we can do. That's as good as it's going to get. He's going to, he's as good as it's going to get. This is why I'm stuck in this relationship. I've heard that so many times. So for those of you who are new to me, and you know, I am a former psychotherapist working with lots of mental health. But when I started my online business and my coaching business, I actually started with relationship coaching. And my business was called the relationship tour guide because I wanted every woman to feel loved, honored, and adored every day. And I still do. And the reason I moved on to do more leadership coaching and business consulting is because frankly, I didn't want to listen to the relationship stuff all day. And because I know that how you do one thing is how you do all things. And when you have loose boundaries in your relationship, you probably do in your business, you do in your personal life. And my goal is to help you have healthier boundaries in all areas, healthy boundaries in all areas. Money. Oof. That's a, that's a whole conversation about relationships, money relationships, your mom, your sister, your brother, your, all the things. Okay, here we go. So I'm going to give you some examples of rigid boundaries and loose boundaries. And then of course, healthy boundaries. So rigid boundaries and loose boundaries equally are not serving you, right? They're not serving you because you might give in too much on one area and then you might be too, uh, too strong in another area. But let me start out with giving you an example. Like this is a true example of, um, this would just be so simple for you to get when you think about it this way, about boundaries where you are not being honest with another person. I call it the football girl example. I use this a lot in business so that I can give people an example on how to market. But it's marketing is the same thing. So here's the deal. If you start dating somebody and they love football and you're like, oh my God, I love football too. Oh my God, I just so love football too. And before you know it, you get married and it's Saturday afternoon and it's college football and it's Sunday and it's professional football or whatever that is, Monday. 
And you start complaining about it. Oh my God. I can't believe that you're watching football all the time. And he's like, what do you mean? You're, you, you know, when we were dating, you just love, you painted your damn face. You loved it. That's kind of a loose boundary, right? Where you're just falling into what the needs are or your perceived need to somebody else. Actually, it's the same in marketing, right? Sometimes we show up and we think we should just say it just exactly right. And I'm just going to, hello, my name is Mary Vic. No, that's not how I talk, right? So that's, that's not being real. It's putting on that facade that you think you should put on in order to get the result that you think you want to get from that relationship. So case in point, you want the guy, you're going to pretend that you like football. Because if you say, you know what, I don't really like football. Number one is there could be a chance that he's like, well, I need a girl who likes football. Or number two, more probably the bigger thing is, you know, if you don't speak up, then you're just really letting your own self down. And that's more of my concern for you, right? Okay. So let's talk about what do rigid boundaries even look like? This is you if you are somebody who really gets detached when you are with people, right? Whether it's your lover, your mother, whomever. You're kind of like, you're not allowing them in. You have your armor up. In fact, you may even avoid relationships. You may even avoid close relationships. Maybe you don't have a lot of relationships. Maybe it's because you have this rigid boundary of expectation. Now, note what I'm saying, a rigid boundary of expectation. It's completely healthy to have expectations within your relationships, but there's a, there's a moment when it becomes rigid. So keeping other people away, not talking about your feelings, being very detached, avoidance of relationship. Here's what loose boundaries like wiggly boundaries, open boundaries, like you get way too involved in other people's stuff. Like you're deep diving in. You have really loose boundaries. If you, you really struggle with no, saying no, you, you tell too much. You jump right in and you start sharing right away. And you're really focused on sipping that people-pleasing poison because you're afraid to be rejected. So there's rigid, there's loose And really what it is, is a complete lack of healthy boundaries. So here's the deal. You may do some of these things. You may do all of these things and you can change these things. And I want you to think about these examples. I'm going to give you some more examples so that you can really think about this, like methodically go through and do an assessment, do an assessment of these boundaries. Are they loose? And we'll talk about how to look at healthy boundaries. So here you go. Here's one of the things is like, you're really not being honest with others. So that was my example with the football, right? And it's because you're afraid of judgment, right? The number one blind spot that most women have is the fear of judgment. Typically is the fear of judgment of other people. And when we talk about personal boundaries, we're going to talk about fear of judgment of yourself, but that will be for the next episode. So then that blind spot of fear of judgment where you can't stand up for yourself, right? And you think if you do, like I said, that he's going to be like, oh my God, I thought you loved football. Here's another one. Letting people write your story for you. Letting people define you. Here's some examples for that. Maybe you were raised in a Catholic family and you are challenged by the Catholic faith. And yet you still go to church with your family 
and do mass every Sunday. But every Sunday you're like, ugh, I hate this. I don't know why I'm going. And you still go. How many people do you know who marry the wrong person? They fall into it. What about starting a career? I know plenty of people that they went to college to be a doctor, a lawyer, what have you, because that's what their family said. Their families defined them. The families wrote their stories for them. Of course, we know the classic one, and I've talked about this before, saying no, right? Not being able to say no is having loose boundaries, especially if you feel like you're going to just be riddled with guilt around it. If you're unable to say no without feeling shame, guilt, worry, that's a sign to you that you need to work on your boundaries. Okay, here's another one. Oh, this one's good. <sighs> Accepting things even when you don't want to. So what if somebody, and this kind of goes with the no, but what if somebody says, hey, can you come over for dinner? Or here, I just made you this big chocolate cake. Go ahead and have a piece. And you go ahead and you accept it. You go ahead and have a big old hunk of it. Instead of saying something along the lines like, oh my gosh, I really appreciate that you baked that cake for me. I would love to have a piece of it after dinner. Or I would love to have a piece of it later. I'm not hungry right now. Can you say that without feeling bad? But I, but I spent all, but I spent all day crocheting, you know, knitting you this sweater. Put this sweater on. What about this one? Now this is going to be a little harsh, and I'm just going to warn you ahead of time. What about falling into victim mode? What about being helpless, being the martyr, giving into the saboteur within, being unable to handle something? Pretending that you can't do it just so somebody else can swoop in. And truthfully, sometimes we wish someone else would handle it, right? Like, God, can somebody handle this? Somebody else handle this? When it becomes a habit, when it becomes a frequent pattern, that's a, that's a sign. Oh my gosh, I think my, my boundaries are loose. I always seem to, you know, it, it always is like they're swooping in. I feel like, you know, this is my mother. I have to tell you, this is like my mother does that where she would almost fall apart and everybody would have to dance and sing, you know, do, do you know, be the, the court jester and, and make her feel better. Here's another thing I want to share is that sometimes that saboteur, that helpless person, that victim, that comes when you hit your upper limits. Maybe you've read The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, and he talks about your upper limit. And sometimes you've had a level of success, and that is new to you, and you undermine yourself, and you turn into a victim. Oh, that's too much work. That's too much this. It's too much responsibility. And so you pull the rug right out from under your feet, and, and everyone is impacted around that. Here's another one. What about if you just like really fall for somebody too quickly? Now I want you to think about if you do this, but conversely, I want you to think about some of these things. So it's not just you. I'm not just sitting here pointing the finger at you, 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 you. I'm also wanting you to be able to identify if you have people in your life that do this, because if you can start observing people's own loose or rigid boundaries, you can make sure that yours are tight and appropriate and healthy. And you can be aware 
of, cause some of these things will, when you have loose boundaries or rigid boundaries, sometimes you can kind of fall prey to being a little more, um, manipulative. Okay. So really be conscious of that, right? Case in point, that saboteur that I can't do it. I can't do it. So somebody else helps you. What about this? When, you know, when somebody is just like, you just barely get to know them and they're just telling you all the like good, bad, and ugly. Do you do that with people? Do you overshare? Are you telling them just too much without having established a solid trust in that relationship? This really goes to, you know, emotional intelligence. So if, if someone's being an open book to you, first of all, if somebody's sharing something like believe them, people will tell you if somebody's saying, oh my God, I really have a problem drinking or, you know, oh, last night, you know, I, I, I just kept working. I work too much. Like believe people. I think so many times we interpret, we try and interpret what people are saying to us when they are, um, oversharing. We look at that on one hand, this is really where you need to be conscious. We look at that on one hand, like, oh my God, this is so great. They're telling me some stuff. They must like me. They must trust me. When in reality, oversharing is not emotionally healthy to do with somebody that you've just pretty much met. Okay. Of course, I want to be really concrete about physical boundaries somebody crossing your physical boundaries without asking for permission, expecting sex, touching you when you don't want that attention or touch, crossing boundaries for sure. Have you ever felt like no one listens to you? No one really is respecting your opinion. And sometimes you feel like people are just running right over you. Have you ever had that moment where you feel invisible? Again, this probably is because you're in a relationship with somebody who has their own poor boundaries because they're not giving you the respect that you deserve. Maybe they're interrupting you. If they're interrupting you, what could you say? You could say something along the lines like, you could say, excuse me, you're interrupting me. Let me finish my point, please. Or I was, I was speaking I'm not finished yet with what I was going to say. You could stop, not continue what you were saying. That can be helpful. I've done that before. Somebody interrupts me and I, and I look, I'm going to be the first one to say, you know, sometimes I like get overzealous and I'm so excited and I'll talk over somebody and I have to catch myself. So I'm not going to deny that this is, this is something that this is one of the, the boundaries I have to be very conscious about. And then, then when somebody's just like talking over me, I will, I will pause. I will pause. So that's one of the ways to handle that. Um, over delivering, right. Doing too much. The problem when you were over delivering and, or we're allowing people to walk all over us or not standing up and speaking up is that can start being interpreted as a sign of weakness. So People who have poor emotional intelligence and unhealthy boundaries, they can read that. They can smell that. They can see that. And that's where they can start manipulating you or really taking advantage of you. You know, you've heard people talk about um, people who are introverted and they don't speak up and that there's some worry that if they don't speak up, people are going to think they're weak. 
or if you're very nice, right? If you're overly, are you overly nice or you nice appropriately? If you're overly nice, have you noticed people in your life swooping in and taking advantage of that? Right. And then you're always the giver, 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 giver. And it's always like you're with somebody who's the taker, taker, taker. All right. That's a lot. (laughs) I've had that happen. I've had that happen. Here's some examples. You know, I've had that happen in relationships. In fact, I just recently had to end a relationship and I think I've mentioned this already and, and I'm probably mentioning again because it was hard. It was a challenge. And what it was, was, you know, somebody just went off on their conspiracy theory stuff. And I literally, I, that was crossing the line. I just, I couldn't do it anymore. And I wasn't willing to counter it. It seemed pointless to me. I wasn't willing to continue to listen to it because it was wasting my time. And I didn't feel that frankly, it was worth the investment to try and establish or reestablish or reassert, which is part of what we're going to talk about in a minute, um, a boundary dynamic. It didn't make sense with me. Here's another time. I had a really good friend. In fact, I still think about this woman. Um, And here's how I tried to justify it. So see if this is you. I tried to justify our relationship that, you know, she was just a mom and she was talking down to me. It was just because she was a mom of young kids. This was before I had River. And in reality, it was just a disrespectful relationship. I interpreted her mode of speaking to me and I passed it off on she's just being a mom. Do you ever do that? Do you ever do that? So here's a couple tips on how to assert yourself right now. First of all, refuse taking blame. Start owning your own emotions and sharing those emotions. Allow other people to experience their own emotions without you trying to manage them or manipulate them. Start asking for help. Again, this is back to people who with rigid boundaries, they push people away. They don't ask for help. They don't ask for space. Ask for space. Ask for privacy. Expect privacy when you're taking a shower, when you're going to the bathroom, asking to shut the door. Um, Expect privacy that somebody's not going to look at your phone. What about sexual boundaries? Being able to say no, not giving in when you don't have any desires. So here's how to ask for some boundaries. You know, I need some quiet time right now. I'm really looking for some alone time. I'm in the bathroom. Please don't walk in on me. I'm not in the mood for sex right now. I'm going to go for a walk and think about this for a little while. I'll circle back when my thoughts are clear. So we want to also not be in reaction mode. We want to be able to step away, get ourselves centered and come back to the table. Here's some uncommon action steps for you. I want you to journal about this. Can you think of a time when you experience one or more of the situations above? Can you start seeing patterns within these relationships? Today, what is one way you can start honoring what you want? So see, when you start really honoring what you want, it's easier to have stronger, healthier boundaries. Maybe you don't know what you want in relationships. So today, here's another journal prompt. Like if I could have the relationship of my dreams, if I could have the healthiest relationship, what would that look like? Here's another one. Who would I be? If I was in the healthiest relationship of my life, 
So the question is, is it possible to continue your current relationships or do you need to change them or distance yourself? You're able to end a relationship without drama. You don't need to explain it away. Just like I gave you the example of ending a friendship. I didn't need to explain everything. Right now, today, I want you to think about yourself as a woman worthy of healthy, respectful relationships. Because ultimately, the question is, what would be different for you if you only allowed healthy, respectful relationships into your world? I'm looking forward to sharing next week, part three, all on personal boundaries, building trust with yourself, and letting go of self-abandonment. So remember, be bold. You deserve to lead a life uncommon. We'll talk soon. Hey, you've been listening to the Lead a Life Uncommon podcast. I'm here helping you create a life to allow you to do whatever the heck you want to do whenever you want to do it. If you got some value out of this, I'm going to ask you, pop over and give a five-star review. Subscribe and share this with a girlfriend you know is ready to lead a life uncommon herself. And I want to give you a couple of things. Number one is pop over to marybicknell.com slash podcast. I have something called the guide to your hidden thoughts around money and success. You're going to uncover some good stuff there. It's a little workshop I'm giving to you. And another thing I want you to take advantage of is this exercise I did all around connecting with your evolved future self. You're going to love this exercise. It's going to be fantastic. In fact, when you're done, please, please, please go and tag me on Instagram or any of the socials and tell me what you thought. I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say and I'll chat with you soon. Bye now.